friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. I am so excited to have today's guest, Katie Gunther, join us because she is going to tell us all about the importance of email marketing for your business. Not just having a random email go out to a few people that you know your mom knows and that your cousin knows, but having a dedicated email list where you can turn those email subscribers into buyers. So Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Katie and I had the opportunity to get introduced on Clubhouse and she is just a wealth of knowledge. Again, Katie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much. I'm super excited to be here. And you know, I always love to talk about email marketing and marketing in general. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and like I said, we've had the opportunity to share a, a number of stages on Clubhouse and get to know each other. And really what I do, social media, is only one piece of the, the online puzzle. And what you do is really kind of just keeping those people around. So before we dive into email too much, I would love it if you just you know gave everyone a, a quick background on, on you. You're in, up in, in Washington. And I, I'd love it if you just gave everyone a, a little brief background on how you got into email marketing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm up in Seattle, Washington. I've lived here for about 20 years. I'm a California native and a California girl at heart forever. And my background is mostly in like video production and project management. I actually went to college for um, video production and discovered really early on that I preferred to be sort of behind the scenes and producing, organizing, sort of creating and managing the different elements that go into a project, whether it was like a video project, a film project, or um, later on in like my tech career in webcast, webinar, and website projects. So that's sort of where my background really is. And I feel like since I'm somebody who can take, look at the big picture and then really organize the smaller pieces that can really be translated into anything. I've worked from home in those spaces for like 15 years. And so when I decided that I wanted to do something on my own so I could create my own schedule, I kind of pieced together all the different skill sets I had and things I liked doing. And one of those things was writing emails for a previous business. And I had several people comment on how much they liked them and they would ask me for help and they liked how much I was able to like simplify it and make it seem easy. And so then I just thought, well, I mean, I might as well get paid to do this. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) a couple of years ago that I started uh, this business where I'm helping entrepreneurs with their email marketing. You know, and I think that that's one of the things back in my day when I went to college, uh, being a social media, anything didn't exist. And it wasn't until I was laid off from my second dream job. My first dream job was the, the sports reporter. But when I was laid off from being the marketing manager for the television station, I was kind of like, well, now what? What am I going to do now? This is what I've been working towards. I moved up the ladder very quickly. I loved my boss. And then it was all just taken away from me, or so I thought. But when I was laid off, it gave me the opportunity to really think about what am I most passionate about? What do I enjoy doing the most? 
what am I the best at? And it was social media. And sometimes I think it can be kind of a weird way that you end up starting your own business or, you know, starting an email marketing company, because it's nothing that you might've gone to school for, but, you know, you are following something that you are extremely passionate about. And that, like you said, you're, you're pretty good at. Yeah. And I think that that is really the key, right? Because I had the same sort of mindset, like I'm working towards this thing, I'm supposed to keep moving up from, you know, assistant producer to producer to executive producer. And it was like, well, I don't really want to. And like, working in the tech industry, there are lots of turnover, there's lots of churn and layoffs. And it's like, we can, as entrepreneurs, like taking, really looking at all the things that you're good at. And there's a lot like, we're moms, we're daughters, we're, you know, we're managing a household, or, you know, maybe we know a lot about cars or sports, or I don't know, gardening, like, it doesn't have to always be the track that you thought you were on, but pulling together what all your different skill sets are and figuring out what you can do with them, I think is like where that happy place (laughs) usually is. I, I totally agree. Exactly. I exactly agree with that. And I think that sometimes it's it's not the path that you expect. I mean, I don't think, like I said, when when we're all little, like, well, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be a teacher or a vet. And you know, no one says like, ah, I want to work on spreadsheets, you know, or anything like that. So the path to entrepreneurship is always one that's uh, windy and not straight. But I want to talk a little, you know, obviously, you are the email marketing guru, you are my go to whenever I have any question about email marketing, I want to do a deep dive on that today for our audience. And first things first, okay, let's say that we have um, someone that's listening right now. And they're like, Oh, man, wait, so I'm posting on social media, Katie. And now Katie, Katie Gunther, also known as Katie with the blue background on Clubhouse. You're saying I need to have a, a, an email strategy too. I don't have a list. What would you say to that person that says, I, I don't even have an, a list of people to send an email to? Yeah. So we all start from zero. I think that's the biggest thing. And I also want to say, like, even if you have a small list, a small list is still a list. So if you are wherever you're active, whether you're active on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever on social media, Clubhouse, is the first thing you want to do is decide on an email marketing platform to use. And there are so many options out there. And really, depending on who you ask, you're going to get different opinions. So research two or three and go with the one that works best for your brain. And it's usually pretty easy to tell, like if you can kind of play around with it and look and see, like, is this easy to use? Does it look fun to use? Does it make pretty emails? <laughs> I usually recommend like Aweber, MailerLite, and Flowdesk are the three that I think are simplified and easy to start with. So you really have to start there because but, that's the before you go thing. any further. Yeah. I want you to say those three again, because oh, okay. you went over them really fast. And if someone's like, ah, I'm driving, but what, what were they? Sure. I just want to make sure they heard that because. <laughs> I think, well, and that's the thing is until you and I started talking, I had never heard of those, you know, and I I hear a lot about MailChimp. I hear a lot about active campaign, you know, what's another one that I hear a lot of constant contact. So what are those three that you recommend and why? Sure. So Aweber is my absolute favorite. Um, They've been around for 20 years, so they know what they're doing and they have a really good reputation and phenomenal customer service. So I like to recommend them because 
I mean, I'm one of their certified experts, like they refer people to me and I know how to use the platform really well. So that helps, but they, their customer service is so great that if, if you just are trying to figure out like how to use what seems like the simplest thing and you're confused, you can just call or chat with their support and they I've never waited more than a couple of minutes to get somebody to help me out. And they're amazing. So that one's Aweber. Then the next one I usually recommend is MailerLite. And it is simple to use. There aren't a whole lot of bells and whistles. There isn't, uh, you don't, you have fewer options for customizing the look of things. But if you're really just trying to grow your list and communicate with your list, it's a great place to start. It's super simple. The other one is Flowdesk. Flowdesk is technically still in beta and their customer service isn't super great, but it's again, easy to use and it's beautiful. So for people who have more of a a visual product, you know, people, um, I have clients who sell jewelry or art prints. Flowdesk is great because it kind of jives with that, the visual appeal of it. So those are the three that I usually recommend. Well, I love that. And I think that too, they're simple enough and where you could have someone like you come in and and do it or potentially they could do it themselves, right? Exactly. And a lot of the other ones that you hear about, like Active Campaign and Contact, those are all great. They just have so many bells and whistles and different plugins and templates and automations that if you're you're intimidated by the technology part of it, it's easier to start with something a little bit more simple. But, you know, a lot of people, their brains work that way. Like they can dive into the back end of something, a piece of software like Active Campaign, and really catch it right away. I can go in there and do that. But a lot of times it's, it takes some time to learn it. And my goal is to just get people doing their email. It's just like, keep it simple, create a sign up form, start collecting emails and grow your list. Well, and that was going to actually be my next question. If someone is with zero, how do they get to one and then two and then three? How do you help someone or what would be your advice to have someone just start their list? So it's really key to have a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is just an incentive to get people's email addresses. So it's value for value. So you give me your email address and I'm going to give you this list of my top 10 resources for entrepreneurs. So then you are getting a piece of value from me and I am getting your email from you. And that's how I'm going to grow my list. And you want to make sure that you have a lead magnet that relates to the product that you sell, the service that you provide and speaks to your ideal client. It needs to either answer a question that you get a lot or solve a problem that your ideal client is faced with. And it doesn't need to be a big problem. I know we sometimes get stuck on like, how do I solve a problem? I sell books or whatever it is. Well, solving a problem can even just be like, I'm looking for a book to read and I don't know what I should read next. So maybe it's a list of top 10 summer reads for this year or something like that. So it needs to be easily digestible. I wish I could find another um, phrase for that, but meaning like it's a quick win. So it needs to be something you can send them right away. They can use it to solve a problem or answer a question or work on something in their business. 
and they can do it quickly. It's not giving away the farm. It's giving them a little sneak peek of what it's like to work with you, with the value you provide and leaves them wanting more. So you want to sort of like catch their attention, keep them intrigued, and then make them want to come back to either shop with you, work with you, um, whatever your situation is. Exactly. And I think that too, like if you are, let's say you're, I don't know, let's say that you're a auto mechanic, it can be 10% off your first brake service, or it can be, and and it can be a pop-up on the website even, or, you know, like follow us on social media, you know, you can have those QR codes that they can scan and opt in to have a $49.95 oil change and they just scan it and give you their email address right there. So, I mean, like there's a number of ways that you can, if you're a service-based industry or business that you can give someone, you know, 5% off their coffee or whatever, and you, they can then get into your email list and you can continue showing up to them in their inbox. So I absolutely love that. And I think that that is one of the, the biggest things is, is just getting started and figuring out the right lead magnet. Because I know for me, it took a while. It, and there was a lot of trial and error on figuring out what my audience would connect with me what, the best. And, and once I did, it made a world of difference. So now I have an audience that I can talk to all the time, even when I'm not on social media. And I do just want to talk about that because Katie, you and I talk about it regularly on Clubhouse. And as much as I love social media, I mean, it's it's what I do. It's my job. But unfortunately, you know, Instagram owns all those followers. Clubhouse, they own all my followers. Facebook, they own the followers. If I lose my password, if I get hacked, if I, for some reason, get shut down, or let's say that Instagram just goes away tomorrow, all those people that follow me are not going to have a way to continue staying in touch with me. But the ones that follow me and are on my email list, I can still continue to talk to them if I get locked out of an Instagram account and say, hey, actually, here's a new Instagram account that I'm creating. So I'd love it if you just talk to us a little bit more about what I was just saying with owning your followers when you have them in your email list. That is so, so, so important. And I think that if anyone is hesitating to build an email list because you think you, people won't be interested, you don't know what to write, trust me, when, if you're depending on a social media platform to run your business, to connect with your leads, to make sales, Suddenly, when that system goes down, you'll have time. So do do it now. And I used to mostly run my business on Facebook because I was in a lot of Facebook groups. And that's kind of where I started getting my referrals and things like that. And when my only communication with the people I was connecting with was over Facebook Messenger and Facebook would go down, which it does, I literally had no way to connect with them. And so it was like, okay, well, Facebook will be back up later. Um, And luckily it was back up later and my account was still there and the messages were still there. But I could have handled that a lot differently if I had had my email account set up at that time and had an email list running. So even if you do a ton of work on social media. If you are in Clubhouse or doing Facebook Lives every single day and then that system goes down, if you have your email list, you can reach out to your list and be like, "Hey, if you're not seeing me on Facebook today cuz we're it's having technical difficulties, this is where you can find me today." And it's going to save you so much headache. 
And like you said, Katie, people get their accounts shut down for the dumbest things. Like we all know (laughs) that Facebook has policies and procedures and you can follow all those rules. And sometimes people will get reported just by a troll or something and an account can get shut down temporarily or permanently. And it's really no loss for Clubhouse. It's only a loss for you. So building that email list consistently um, over time is really just going to save you a ton of headaches because like you said, you own your email list. um, You don't own your Facebook followers. And if Facebook goes down, you really have no way to reach out to those people and they don't have any way to reach out to you. Exactly. And well, you know, it it also, like I said, you and I, it's, it's great speaking with you regularly because we're what we both do is so closely intertwined when you have a strong strategy, a strong email strategy and a strong social media strategy. So I think a lot of people get frustrated or get a little overwhelmed about um, for both sides, what to put on social media and what to put in an email. And this is one of the things you and I talk a lot about is you don't need to recreate the wheel every time that you send out an email or that you post on social media. So I would love it if you just talk to us a little bit about repurposing content from social media into email and and vice versa. That is one of my favorite ways to get people started on writing their emails is to take a look at what you, the content you've already created and especially the content that has been successful. So let's say you post on, uh, I mostly keep using Facebook as an example because I understand Facebook insights more than the others. But let's say you post in a Facebook group or on your Facebook page um, every day and you have some posts that get a lot of engagement, your audience finds a lot of value in it. Those are the perfect posts to repurpose in your email. So um, a lot of ways or a lot of times I'll suggest to clients that when they're getting started is to take a look at the uh, best performing posts and repurpose those. And that can be as simple as reusing the exact same image, um, copying and pasting the actual content in the, in the caption, and maybe editing it, tweaking it a little bit that's more readable for email. And you can start even that small. From there, like as far as um, repurposing other content in social media, another idea that works for a lot of people, and this is kind of what I did in the very beginning when I was just sort of trying to incorporate email into a previous business was to take a look at the most important top two, top three posts that I put out on social. And I would do like an end of week wrap up or like in case you missed it kind of email. And I would put those posts formatted differently in an email and then link to my socials in that post. And so, because, and Katie, you know, the stats better than I do, but you know, a very, very, very small percentage of your followers see what you post on social in their feed. I want to say it's like two to 3% where you've got like 25% of your email subscribers are going to see your email. So even if you're repeating, repurposing content that you had on Facebook earlier in the week, chances are the people who see it in your email didn't see it on social anyway. So rather than feeling like you need to recreate everything and, you know, create something new for each platform, including email, it's just start off by thinking of email as like, you're in case you missed it bucket, like put it all in there and repurpose it to your following. And that's just one way to start. You know, and I think that too, that's 
that's a, a way that I really like starting, but a lot of people think like, oh, well, I have to have an offer or I have, you know, I have to do, I have to be selling to them. And, and that's really not the best way. I mean, like you can absolutely be telling them about like your special, but if you only show up in someone's inbox to have them buy from you, it's, you're not going to build a very strong community. I mean, it's what you said before about showing up and providing value for the people that are subscribing to you, like give them the the opportunity to get to know you. If you have a, what your personality is a little bit. I mean, I know, you know, in, in mine, um, I, I like to try and use the, the Schitt's Creek characters in some of the, the gifs in there. So, I mean, like showcase a little bit of your personality and it will help you one with your open rates because people are gonna be like, Oh, what's she have to say today? It's not just gonna be like, oh, what's she going to try and sell me now? Yeah. And I think that the personality part of it, like if you've Hopefully when you're creating content on social media, you've already sort of created that balance, right? You're already balancing out the posts that are offers or asks or selling with the value content, the storytelling content, the education. I have an email going out this week that I was like, I try to write my emails on Wednesday. So I have time before they go out and get scheduled on Friday and I was like, what am I going to write? Like, I just got back from vacation. I don't really have email on my mind. And then I kind of thought, well, I'll share something about my vacation. And then as I thought about it, I was like, oh, I can relate this thing I did on vacation with creating content for your email. And so I just kind of like wrote it out and told a little bit story about the people I was with and where we went and why we liked going wine tasting and whatever. So showing your personality, sharing who you are, offering value and education in all of your content, including email, lets people get to know you so they can connect with you. And email is all about building relationships. And so the more you can connect with people, the more you're going to build that know, like, and trust factor and loyalty and word of mouth and all of that. And those connections, that's what builds your business. Absolutely agree. I absolutely love it, Katie. And I've got just a couple more questions because our our time is already almost up. And I feel like you and I could probably talk about this for a much longer period of time. And for those people that are on Clubhouse that are listening, you can hear Katie and I talk about stuff like this on a regular basis. But Katie, if someone is just getting started with their email, you've, you've inspired them to start taking their email strategy more seriously what would you say is a good amount of emails to send per month? Should they send them every day? Should they send one a month? Should they send one a year? What's a good amount for somebody that's just trying to develop a strong strategy? Right. It depends. But what I usually recommend for getting started is try to shoot for once a week. If once a week seems intimidating or you're like, I don't know how I'm going to fit that in to what everything I'm already doing, maybe do it every other week. The key is not how many emails, the key is consistency and expectations. So going back to the lead magnet situation for a minute, when someone signs up for my lead magnet, they immediately get an email delivering that lead magnet, telling them I'm going to check in in a couple days. And then in a couple of days, I check in, see if they've used the lead magnet yet, give them some other ways of connecting with me. And then I say, I'm going to be showing up in your, in your inbox once a week with email tips and tips on time management and things like that. 
Now that means I have to show up every week because I've set that expectation. If I show up less than that, my readers may forget about me. They may be like, wait, she said every week. If I show up more than that, (laughs) they're probably going to be annoyed. So it's more about figuring out what works best for you and your business, setting that expectation with your readers, and then really being consistent with that timeframe that you set. I absolutely love it. And um, I think that that is one of the best things is consistency. It's it's just like on social media, you need to be consistent because consistency is what you are going to create that that kind of expectation from your clients and, and your followers. So absolutely love it. And Katie, last question for you today is if someone is listening, they're like, this Katie Gunther, she knows what she's talking about. And I just don't have the time to mess with email. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you and learn more about you over on online? So a couple places. I am more active on Instagram these days because of uh, Clubhouse. So if you're on Instagram, you can just shoot me a DM and I'm on there as email Katie and um, shoot me a DM and you can even just send me the word guide in direct message and I will send you a lead magnet guide that'll help you figure out a lead magnet that will be easy and simple for you to use for your business so you can start growing your email list. And then if you're not on Instagram, you can just find me on my website. I've got blog posts and all kinds of freebies over there. And that is at bellablue.com. It's B-E-L-A-B-L-U-E.com. Well, Katie, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And I could talk to you about email and strategies like this forever. So I think that we'll definitely have to have you come back on the show and we can talk a little bit more about different email strategies and tactics again. That would be awesome. I love talking about email and I love chatting with you. So this is perfect. I love it. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.